everyone. Welcome to a, a bumper episode of our Footy Fantasy podcast. And, and this episode, we'll be doing unpopular opinions slash butterfly effect, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we have a bumper episode here. Uh, we'll start with our visitor who walked into an ambush unknowingly. We're <laughs> 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 also part of the Footy Fantasy team. Hola. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on again. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to the ambush. I know I, I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. No problem. And I'm on four mics. Okay, I'm on four mics. Buchi, usually my co-host, Buchi, part of the team also. How you guys doing? I'm always um, happy to be here. Okay, good, good. Choco is coming back again. And from last yeah. week, uh, one of the proper of this topic. Joko, how's, how's it going? Good. I uh, can't complain. Working from home is 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 the best thing. Paradise <laughs> is the positive of is the only positive of this coronavirus. So yeah, I can't complain. I can see you are getting your Idris Alba look going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this this one is more Robinson Crusoe than <laughs> Uh, uh, coming back again after a, a while, I think it was on our pod last year. Uh, Daniel, Daku, uh, yeah, the troll, the boy. troll king, oh my the agenda master, whatever you want to call it. That's agenda good, master Jen, that's the that's the motto. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been? I'm all right. You know, it's one day at a time. I'm waiting for all this, all this craziness to end. You know. Okay. But so yeah, I think it's good. We'll, we'll just start with you, since you know we know agenda must agenda. Oh yeah, yeah. So that it doesn't dissipate. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm coming in your hot one today. I know you're coming in your hot one, so yeah, let, let me know. I told you about it. Um, <laughs> the guy I'm attacking this blessed Saturday afternoon is the one and only Pele. Okay, go ahead. Pele, Pele told the world he scored almost 1,300 goals, and we all just sat down and said, "Okay, yeah, sure." <laughs> I agreed. No problem. <laughs> He scored goals against, uh, you know, you play against under 15, under 16 teams, games he didn't need to play. <laughs> Just to stack up these stats, you play New, New Year Festival games, you play <laughs> street games, games he will play in the streets with his, with, his, with his boys, and then go and update his Wikipedia later that night. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know how he has 92 hat tricks. Or he claims to have 92 hat tricks. No government body of football said no problem. It's okay, it's allowed. Yeah. He said it. It's facts. No need to interrogate it. <laughs> they need to investigate. There needs to be an open investigation into that man's career. <laughs> nah, I mean, undoubtedly, he's one of the greatest. He is, yeah, I mean, the greatest of all time, but. Those, the, these numbers, these numbers are, I'm very skeptical about them. I was not around, I was not alive during that time, so I can't, I can't say. It would only take for someone who's watched him, who watched him his whole, whole career to actually maybe convince me that, that these numbers are A, true, and the teams he faced were legit teams. <laughs> <laughs> that's all uh, I have to say for that's now. That's all I have to say, okay. You came in real hot. Attack me. Probably the best. <laughs> one of the greatest men of all time. <laughs> oh, my I, goodness. I'm going to piggyback on what he said. And I'm going to say quickly, look, 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 look. Uh, Fela is not the greatest footballer of all time. Let me correct what you said. Mm-hmm. That's the only correction. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I actually agree. agree. I, 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 like, come on, man. Like, this guy, this guy was so... He was so eager to play football. He used to. He came and played for a team that doesn't exist. He yes. played for New. He signed for New York Cosmos, and they didn't have a league, and they can't get some of the goals scored or whatever. Stats. Like, dude, this yes, guy to play. Like, he was. You know, I think he was the. He was a typical football salesman before sales started. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm gonna say this. Nah, he's not. It's not my popular opinion. I think he's very popular. Uh, Pele is not the greatest footballer of all time. He wasn't even the greatest footballer in his time. In his team, as, exactly. He wasn't Garincha as great as He wasn't as great as George Best. There are many people in that time that are so much better than Pele. And this idea that he's the greatest, I think, was part of the stats too. 
I'm not saying that he wasn't good in one three World Cup, but like to be fair, he was, he was that, in a really good um, team as well. 1970 World Cup, dude. With all due respect, he was one of the like if there was gonna be a passenger in the team, he would have been. He, he was exactly. Yeah, he carried, carried him that year. Jairzino in 1970 was exactly. actually more influential than Pele. Carlos Alberto. Yeah. That was Carlos Alberto's team as well. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, you gave me, me hot. Uh, let's go to the, the, the scouts, sir. Just give him some, some deals. He's been. Uh, so, I don't feel alone. He doesn't feel too alone. So, scouts, Oh, thank you, thank you. You're so, you're far, you're far too kind. <laughs> thank you, you, <laughs> You're yeah, far too kind. <laughs> well, my own unpopular opinion is um, the Spanish team that won the 2010 World Cup are probably the worst international side to have won any competition since I started watching football. That mm-hmm. team was, they were boring as hell. They scored eight goals in seven games. They basically scored like one goal mm-hmm. a game. And their matches were so boring. Like, they'll keep the ball. They just pass, 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 pass. You could just fall asleep. And I was just like, come on. This team, that time I know Tiki Taka was raining. Everyone was like, ah, Taka Tiki, Tiki Taka. Come on, Spain, they're fantastic football. Man, they were not fantastic in that World Cup. They, I've, I've watched many international come. Even Greece. Greece in 2004 when they won the Euros. Euros yeah. Greece were a defensive side. But at least you could see a bit of excitement when they do their counter-attack. When they come out and they won the championship, <laughs> but Spain, oh God, they were boring, man. Come on, <laughs> I'm going boring. to come. In, I'm going to come in hot, yeah, with my my no, defense. No, no, no. I'm coming in I, hot. I don't, I don't <laughs> respect that. I, 2008 Spain was much better. The Euros, when they won the Euros, they played. I'll, I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably say 1994 and 1998 were better. Yeah, yeah, they played much better football. 2010 Spain, <laughs> well, I agree, uh, but they <laughs> They disgust me. <laughs> they, won the, they won the World Cup and the Euros. But <laughs> I'm going to come in hot, man. I'm going to come in hot now. I disagree because I feel like a lot of Premiership fans, you know, are very, very have this bias with their eyes based on tempo, right? The tempo of the football in the Premiership, everything has to be fast, everything has to be the speed. But the, these guys were they were keeping the ball. Nobody could take the ball off them. They were playing football off the park. But you, have you heard of something called sterile domination? That's what sterile. They won the game. They, 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 the they didn't create chances. You were keeping ball, you're not creating chances. Exactly. They, you only eight goals in seven games. Eight goals in seven games. But hold on, though. This is my opinion. Teams could not get the ball off them. So teams were, what did what? They sat back. That's Ayo. what they did. They limited the amount of Ayo. chances. When they meant but they won side. the cup. When they met a proper side in that World Cup, I remember that World Cup, I remember the final. They met a really good side in the World Cup in that final. What did Spain do in that final? They didn't play. They basically went defensive and started passing the ball. They they didn't attack. It was, they finally came out towards the end of the game. If not, that the whole I missed clean chances. They would have never won that World Cup. You know, like, and Holland was a more exciting team than them. Mm-hmm. I've been I, being honest. I will always defend my possessive, my possession of football because when <laughs> I have the ball, you cannot hurt me. So I will always defend that absolutely over counter-attacking football because more teams have won tournaments, league titles. I mean, keeping the ball than people that are just purely well, I mean, counter-attacking. Keeping the ball, keeping the ball and making chances is different from keeping the ball and not making chances. Keeping the ball. But you watch all the matches now. Should I did. That work? I did. Uh-huh. I did. So you want to say that Spain that won that World Cup were exciting as the Spain that won the 2008? <laughs> I t- let me tell you the difference. Let me tell you the difference. I think what people always fail to realize that most times the World Cup has a lot of low quality games in comparison to Euros. Because in Euros, all the European teams are the, 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 the difference between them, the gap is not that far. So, it's so high how, quality how, games in the World Cup, there are a lot of games where, like, up until you get to like semi final, there are a lot of games that are lower quality. You know, that's Spain won the World Cup 2014. Um, who won it? Germany, Germany Correct. played great football. The other, the other, the other point about 2018, France won it, they played great football. They played if, fantastic if the World Cup has lower class teams, you should score more goals. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I remember that. I'm not saying okay. that. I'm not saying they were not a good team. I'm not. They're not <clears> the worst <throat> team that have won. I disagree with that. Greece, 
in 2004 were the worst champions they ever saw. That was terrible. That was really like, I remember that. And then Morito, everybody was like, this is the dead of football. But Spain were not excited. No. That's Choco talk. Choco, you to end up. Yeah. So, so um, my point is, my point on, on Spain winning is the, the whole, people criticize position football and then praise defensive football. As far as I'm concerned, possession sorry, football. Sorry, sorry, I didn't criticize possession football. I criticized Spain's type of Trans, possession Trans, football. Trans, Trans creation. Okay, well, you're criticizing so the, tiki, tiki, so the, tiki taka, right? So, that, so, that, so, that, that form of tiki taka. That so, form. Here, so, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What, what we're all forgetting is that Spain has, Spain had not won it till that point. Okay. And there's, there's, there's usually a bit of nervousness, and in my opinion, and there is that temptation to play it safe. <laughs> no, no, no. And there's that, there's that, there's that temptation to play it safe. And in my opinion, I think they knew that they could keep the ball more than any other team, and they decided, you know what, keep the ball, score that solitary goal, win this, get this. What, what how do they say now? Get the monkey off your back. Off yeah, get back. the monkey off our backs. Mm. And let's know we've done it. And I think you would see that. I think if you see Spain going forward, you know, you you'll see a better, a more attacking side, in my opinion. I think they were more they were, I think they were more adventurous even in the World Cup that they crashed out than in that World Cup. Yeah, uh, yeah they were. Yeah. That's right. They were, they, were, they were more adventurous in the in the in the, in the games that they crashed in the in the subsequent Brazil? World Cup that they crashed and out. The, the funny thing and about that World Cup because they had gotten the monkey off their back. So the funny thing I about think that there's World a lot. David Veer, sorry, just quickly, David Veer was in the form of his life too. That period, mm -hmm. 2010, mm -hmm. 2011. Yes. That's when he was really so True. good. That Remember the crazy really goals against Honduras. Yeah, they should have gone all out with him. But continue. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I think the psychology. The psychology part as well. Correct. Um, I mean, I, I remember that, that Spanish team was, you know, that was the peak Barcelona mostly and slight some of Real Madrid. That was their peak, yeah. that's 08 to 12. So they, they were, I think they were like extremely confident. They had the ball. Like Choco brings up a very good point that I didn't think of, to be fair. It's like they are nervous. If we score that one goal, you know what? We're not taking too much risk. If, if you want to come and attack us, then we can hit you then when the space is open. No, but you come and attack us. So they kept the ball mostly. In my, in my opinion. Not, uh, that's, that's what I think happened, yeah. Not only that, but if you remember, 2010 was actually one of the lowest scoring World Cups. That's true. Uh, also, okay. in general. In general, yeah. That's true. That's right. That's that's okay, stay with Choco. Choco. Let's not see Right, your, okay. Your so mine is it... Opinion. Yes. So I don't know. I don't even know if mine is really unpopular because I think, I think it's more debatable than it is unpopular. And I think okay. I already put it out there. Um... Uh, I'm still going with the fact that I think that um, Johan Cruyff is a better, was a more, was a better coach all round than, <clears throat> as a Lion <laughs> fan, than <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think I think that Johan Cruyff is a better coach because for me, there are two great, there are two. Um, the two criteria that you use to measure greatness, in my opinion. One is, did you, was there succession? Were you able to get people to, after you finished, were you able to create succession? And then the second is, what was your philosophy? And on those two counts, I think that when you compare Johan Cruyff and Fergie, I think Johan Cruyff's philosophy is there for all to see. So Fergie's philosophy was win. Correct. At all costs. You know, play with, play with, I mean, who plays with six defenders? Bombs. You know, win just, with just, bombs. You know, win. You know, who, who, who wins, who wins, who wins the, who wins tournaments with like bang average players? Fergie. So his own was win, just win. He was a winner. And he used like all sorts of tactics to win. Whereas, Johan Cruyff was um, just was more of what is the philosophy? It's not just it not, it's not okay to just win. Yeah, he's a purist. He was a purist. Yeah, yeah, he was a purist. He was he actually was almost scientific about it. Like right. what you know, what what how we win spaces. 
Yeah, he was. Like how we win is more, almost more important than just, than just winning. So the, in that in that sense, they were diametrically opposite. And and the effects are all there to see. I mean, the number of coaches that have been that have been influenced by Jon Cruyff are, are way more than the ones that have been influenced by Fergie. You know, right. from the Peps. You know, to to even I've, I was reading I was reading stuff about it today, and, and I was I saw names like uh, Ancelotti there. Yeah. You know. You know, so these are great coaches in their own right, and I've gone on to win loads of trophies. So I think, in terms of their contribution to the game, to the beautiful game that we enjoy today, I think that Johan Cruyff, although won less trophies as a manager, yeah. far less than Fergie. And although Fergie is a force of nature, he's <laughs> he's a force of nature. I think that Johan Cruyff picks him to to um, he's, he's greater than Fergie. That's that's my unpopular. Okay, popular uh, so, yeah. I as, like as to go. Scouser, sorry, mm-hmm. let me just jump in. As a scouser, I fully endorse the fight <laughs> that's about to happen. So I'm going to get some popcorn while you manks destroy yourself. So <laughs> man, go ahead and destroy yourself. I'm not going to jump into this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is where this is where I have to say that this there's, there's um <clears throat> there's this thing about uh life where you go commit the hour commit the man that's how jesus said it in the bible in life will say stop talking do yeah you know and this is the thing about life is that more people know alexander the great than his teacher than aristotle aristotle is he's probably one of the smartest men that ever lived true but his students Alexander the Great did, did the master. He conquered the world. He conquered the living world. Now, what I'm trying to say that is philosophers are philosophers for a reason. They're never great leaders. They inspire people for generations and generations and generations. But when you're going to judge the greatest coach ever, you're not going to judge the greatest coach on who he inspired. I'm sorry, it's about what he did. It's the same thing about um, his football, his, his career as a player. When you look at John Cruyff, you go, we were talking about Pele, and you go, okay, yeah, he wasn't even as good as uh, Cruyff. Cruyff was probably the best footballer in his time, but he won not really. He didn't win apart from yes. the Euros. Yeah. He, he, what he won was not up to what because people that wanted to win, for whom winning was more important, won. Well, Cruyff was all about entertaining, having fun. So football was a business. Now, why I say this is, we talk about uh, inspiring, but. But sorry okay. to cut you short there. You okay. say football is a business. I want to pick up on that point. Yeah. If football is a business and the way, if it's played in a certain way that is entertaining, mm-hmm. you would agree with me that that's also part of the business, isn't it? After all, at the time, at, his, at the time he moved to Barcelona, he was one of the most expensive players in the world. That was one of the most expensive transfers. That's right. That's right. So... That, that's that's what carry on. I'm just saying yeah, that. that. No, we're yeah. talking about him as a coach, though. As a, no, I'm talking about his philosophy started from his playing from, style, from his playing career. He was a player coach. That's why I mentioned he a, that. He was a player coach, actually. Yeah, he became mm-hmm. a player coach. He was, he was that kind of guy. Everybody knew. But why I mentioned that is, yeah, see, the thing with succession is Alex Ferguson cannot be succeeded. There's no succession plan with Alex Ferguson. He's a one-off. There is no replicating what he did. Because the simple thing was that this man just found the, what it was all I'd call a lazy man's formula to win it. But it's easy to call a lazy man's formula because it looks easy. But nobody can do it because he kept winning for 26 years. If it was that easy, it would have beaten him. But he would go, okay, I'll get this, I'll get it. Look, everybody's building all this. Like he, he was, like he said something. That's why I say, like, the philosophy of Ferguson. Is actually the same kind of philosophy that actually does exist because they come from great Scottish this thing. And one of the reasons, sorry, one reason why they're like that is they go, where we come from, football is all about life is hard. We don't need to speak all this great grammar. Like he said once about Asenwenga, oh, they they say he can speak five languages. So I got a kid that can speak five languages. What can you do on the pitch? That's the kind of philosophy they were about. And that's why he is a one-off. It's not easy to replicate that. Okay, okay. Uh, all good. This is a good one. Uh, yeah, I just have to jump in because it's Alex. Uh, I think 
uh, I agree with Chuki, but my, I'm just going to use my own words. In this, sorry, I said Choco. My own yeah. words is I think uh, coach, I think was a greater coach. Yeah. That's Alex Ferguson. The word coach, I'm being specific. Yeah. Manager, I think Salah was a greater manager. Because, you know, and the era, that era of the 80s, the 90s, the era of Alex Ferguson, it was mostly about man managing, management, in my opinion. Now, this our current era now is actually a combination of both. You have to be elite in both, both places, you know. So so that's why I, I kind of agree with Chokobo, just referenced in a different way. So stay yeah, with you, Gucci. So, who is your unpopular opinion? Uh, weirdly, uh, my, my popular opinion was going to be something about Alex. Alex and I, I find it hard now to even bring it up. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this guy is what problem is You see, the unpopular opinion is about. There's this it's thing a, about... It's all about Alex. Mine, mine too is actually. What's well, going to yeah. be a different angle. But go ahead. It, there's this thing about what Alex Ferguson built. But sometimes what happens is sometimes people transcend more than, you know, life and become so big that myths follow them. And one of the myths that followed Alex Ferguson is that Alex Ferguson built Manchester United as a, a team of youth. It's... You know, it's hard to agree. When I was old, younger, I kind of bought into that. But the longer, the more I read about the club, the more I know, the more I take interest. The, I'll say this, like, the whole idea that Barcelona is a club of youth, of academy. <laughs> also, it's funny. When there's a club called Manchester United, there's a guy from Manchester. No, well, he's not from Manchester. From Liverpool, but who is the king in Manchester? Who is called Samad Bosby. Who said... As long as you're good, you're old enough. In the 50s. That's, so that's why I go back to that. Because when I was talking to, to Manchester United, who did he meet? He met Matt Bosby. Matt Bosby built Manchester United. He built that club. I, I'm not trying to take away what uh, Sir Alex Ferguson okay. did. No, that's not what. Sir Alex Ferguson is the greatest manager of all time. But Sir Alex Ferguson continued the work that Sir Matt Bosby built. That's why sometimes, like when we talk, you guys hear me call Simon Bosby the Godfather. He is the Godfather of Manchester United. He built Manchester United. So Alex Ferguson completed what he didn't finish. Right? That, that's just it. That's my own unpopular opinion. Okay, okay. Yes, uh, I mean, I don't think I, I can really debate that. I mean, I yeah, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, Bosby babes, they were not particularly. Old, they were not middle-aged men. Were they? Yeah, they were all young. They were, young. they were young, you know. So that's that, that's all. That's all you need to know. All I need, but I, I, I just there. Uh, I know, man. I'm enjoying all this dissing on Alex. Don't start your agenda. Agenda. <laughs> agenda was agenda. Okay, okay, okay. Boy, I'll see my... I, I have a, I have another quick one that is more controversial though. Okay. Let, 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 okay. Oh. The, the the real controversial one I thought about was FFP. You have to be quick though. F, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be quick. FFP is useless. Three reasons. Useless <laughs> is negative, is bad for football. Three reasons. One. FFP will continue, will make the big stay big. Yeah. Manchester United will, for example, Manchester United is not affected by all of this. I'm a Manchester United fan, you know, so I mean, I like it, but it's also not fair that there are people running out of business and then their clubs are going, whatever. Two, it will not help. It, 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 I feel it's wrong for you to tell me that I cannot spend money on my business. I can't invest in my business. The owner of a, somebody buys a club, like, for example, it's about to happen now with Newcastle. And just what happened to Man City, they were punished for trying to invest in their own business. The reason why they did that was people were trying to take, stop them from doing it. I, don't, I think that that's wrong. In any other business, nobody will stop somebody from buying Walmart and putting $500 billion if he has it. That's true. Then the third one, why I believe FFP is not good. FFP takes away from the real people that make football, the players. At the end of the day, I think it's because of FFP that a lot of money keeps running towards transfer and all of that. If players can keep getting more wages, you know, across the board, it will balance out. 
The reason why things like FFA encourage this thing is because it makes players want to move to the bigger clubs. It makes players keep moving to the bigger clubs, which, you know, so I believe that if, if there's no FFP and, you know, my man Choco decides to go and buy, you know, one club somewhere, it makes it makes things better for everyone. That's, that's my own opinion. Yeah, I, I don't agree with the third point, but I agree with the first two points. The third point, I don't think FFP has anything to do with players always trying to move to the top. It's always been like that. You know, players have always wanted to move to the top sides for obvious reasons. They win more trophies, they can afford them. You know, it's like uh, it's uh, what um, they call it the Matthew the Matthew effect. The more you have, the more those that have more, they get, get more. They get more. Yeah, no, they they actually get more. Mm -hmm. I say, brings it called the Matthew effect. People that have more already get more. So mm -hmm. the rich clubs get more players and they get better because they have money, and because they have better players, they get more money because they attract more viewership. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just the fact of life. Yeah. Well, what I'm going to quickly, I'm just quickly going to, um, well, I, I know Bucci is making some great points, but uh, and in the previous podcast, we talked about all this business and um, how clubs are overspending and everything. Mm. Now, I, I, I understand the principle of FFP. Maybe it's not being implemented properly, but the principle is, look at the transfer for Neymar, how that transfer skewed the transfer market before you could buy a player maybe 30 million, 35, you say, ah, that guy is expensive, but you pay 35 million. Then next thing, uh, PSG bought Neymar for 220 million. Next thing, Coutinho is going for 140 million based on that. Because normally Coutinho wouldn't have gone for 140 million. But because of that period where Neymar went for 220 million, and then Liverpool could actually ask for 140 million. So FFP is supposed to like maybe help. That's why football clubs are in trouble now. I know we're still going to come today. Football clubs, they make money, but that money is going out as soon as it's coming in because they are paying a lot of wages. Yeah, it's just going quickly, like their, yeah. Their, their wages are just taking so much money from them. So my quick point to that is, I understand what Bucci is saying, but FFP, the principle is correct. Maybe the, the implementation is not right because, because if there's no FFP, let's say Newcastle now, they're bought by these Saudi guys, and then these Saudi guys just say, okay, we want to buy Messi for 500 million. And you say, oh, don't stop them. Don't, there's no FFP. Just don't stop them. It's going to inflate the market again. Because when there's, when, there's a, I, when there's a lot of money in the market like that, all the other clubs will start charging high amounts. And then yeah. where does it stop? You just ruin yeah. football eventually. Yeah, because that, clubs will that, eventually still die out. That domino effect. Because re Nima went for 200 million. The other reason why Liverpool could ask for 140 million was not just because Nima went for 200, but because they knew that Barcelona had 200 the money million mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, but it affected other transfers. Other that's transfers saying, became that's very expensive. That. If, you, if you get the money, you have, so people know you have it. So they're going yeah. to increase their prices for you. So yeah. I do. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay, okay. Good one, good one. Uh, it comes to me quickly. I'll say my own. Oh, mine is interesting too. This is Alex's one. So I'm going to start like this. <laughs> to make life easy. Just call this podcast Sir Alex. Dissing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not dissing, actually. It's not dissing. It's just a, it's my own thoughts. And I probably shared it with um, somebody before me, Bucci. So, Bucci, if you're asked today, what was Sir Alex's greatest mistake? What would you say? His greatest mistake? Yeah. Well, I, I, I haven't thought about it. Ronaldo okay. for Choco. 18 million. Hmm? Choco. Yeah? What's Sir Alex's um, greatest mistake? Um, Moise. Okay. That's um, Daniel. And that, that, that's that's huh? the point. That yeah. kind of yeah. like that, that's it. That's it. That's that's that's, that's Daniel. Uh -huh. I'd say Ronaldo for 18 million. Okay, cool. Okay. So most people between the general, Beckham. The general opinion in Match United ranks, in my at least one I've seen, in my own limited view of Match United fans, I've surveyed and just reading stuff is Moise, succession plan, and Ronaldo, like that whole these have been the most things I've seen everywhere. In my opinion, actually, and I've talked to Bucci about this, I don't think Moise was the, his greatest mistake, actually. Yes, I think it's a succession plan. I think the greatest mistake, in my opinion. In hindsight, it's in hindsight now. I'm going to say it. In 2012, Salas was supposed to retire. He did not mm. retire then. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't I want to retire. He didn't want he wanted to retire on the high because we lost the league on the last day. Mm -hmm. And I say this because Pep was interested in coming to Manchester United. Sir Alex wanted to retire on the high. With 2013, Pep was snapped up. 
I believe in coaches and time and history. It it's all about time and chance. Yep. When that time left us and we went to the option and went to Moyes, is that is that decision? And to be fair to him, I give him all the he he deserves to make that decision. This is no criticism. Everybody knows how yeah, he yeah. deserves because he wants to win. He's, he's, I mean, he gave up 27 years of his life for the club, so he deserves to go on a high. I, what I'm saying is, in hindsight, when I look at it, if we had gone to a better manager, we would have attracted better players. We would not be in the position we are in right now, in my opinion. And that's what I think is yeah, an unpopular opinion because when you think about it, people say, "Ah, we won in 2013. He gave us yeah, less than a half." That's not. But <laughs> long term, you said what? That's no, not, in just, hindsight, that's not an. That's not. That's not one someone can argue because of the choices between. Um, long term, I think that hurts. That hurts Manchester United yeah. way, way. Because more number one, if, if Pep had come to us, they wouldn't have gone to City. You know, Absolutely. I can't, I can't say they are real names, so you can call them City, but we know they are real names. <laughs> I mean, I so, because I feel like, and this is the reason why I say this, is, I was like, I the beginning of the pod, I said butterfly effect, because yeah. if Pep had called, would have attracted more players, would have probably kept some of those guys that were retiring, just for institutional knowledge that they would have provided, you know, the Scozy, the gigs, would have kept some of them, as assistant coaches, just to pass on institutional knowledge, would have definitely attracted way better players. All those ones that they said we missed out, we missed out on Cruz, Mr. Tiago, all those guys that got linked to everybody, everybody in the, on the earth. All the good players, we got linked, and somehow we just kept missing out on all these guys due to different reasons. And we have got into this. It's crazy. Also, we were supposed the, to go for the, the for thing about me as a football fan. First, I'm a Nigerian. I mean, we're all Nigerians here, but I'm not sure if we're all Nigerian football fans, but I'm a Nigerian football fan. And what I'm saying this is that. The first thing I remember, my one of my earliest memories in football was the Dama Miracle. As a Manchester United fan, I, I'm a, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm the fan of a club steeped in faith. You're a Liverpool fan, Ola. You're also the fan of a club steeped in faith, destiny, luck. There's so many things that you can go back and look at and say butterfly effect. Like if what happened in the 80s never happened, English football would have dominated Europe and all of that and that and that and that. But now what I'm saying that is. I'm actually loving what we're going through now. There's something special about this. I'm not, I'm not going to. No, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it because. I'm definitely, I'm, no, I can tell I'm you that. Let me learn, let me learn. I'm avoiding, but I'm doubling down, so I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Listen, what, what I'm saying is that when I go back and actually say the biggest mistake I was made was in 2002, 2001, 2002, when he decided to fight Magnus and whatever over a horse that led to the Blazers, that led to where we are today. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, like, when you think about it, that's actually oh, where it okay. started. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Now but that you say now, that. <laughs> now, so why I'm actually saying I'm enjoying this is, <laughs> money, now, we, fans now are taking a different approach to looking at things. Now the Glazers themselves now are learning. It's no longer about there's a manager just saving them and they're just using our club as a cash cow. Now they have to so like these have to have because if Glazers, if uh, Pep would have come in, these guys would have just continue taking out. Maybe now they'll be taking out 30, 40 million a year doing nothing. But this is what I, I think would have happened though. Yeah. This is why I say I, I think that one is the worst thing. Now the Glazers, yes, that's true. When they came in, they knew we were spending, everything was but Post Ferguson, they spend money. I feel like if you had gotten someone like Pep, who had been a structure, he would have just that respect and commands would have advised them, let's get a structure. By now, we would have had a better structure, director of football, whatever I want to call it, head of recruitment, whatever much I like to call it. There would have been a better structure in place because he has seen it before and would have respected his opinion. And the structure would have come with Pep would have understood that hey, institutional knowledge is important. Let these guys be here. Let's transfer. Like, we would have had a better structure, in my opinion. And that better structure, Glazers are not the worst owners. They're not, in my opinion, they're not, they're not more terrible I than like uh, Ashley. My Ashley. All these guys in Arsenal. Uh, what's his name? Skronky. Skronky. Yes, yeah. they're, not, they're not terrible. There would have been a structure in place. And despite Glazers' um, penny uh, less spending, the 970 million mm -hmm. we spent, Nigeria would have spent better. And we would do, I'm not saying we would have been dominated like we were at Ferguson. But at least, since money is more money, we would have always been competing. 
not competed now, guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make that guy there. That guy is in his house. No, happy. Wait, come on, man. Is it because of the, <laughs> the past two years? Now we're like, during this like, group therapy, what is, like, what is, because, because therapy of the last for Manchester United fans. No, 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 come on. My guy, you're, not the, you're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the one suffering most among us because like me? you're basically the guy that's seen a mirage. You've seen mirage. You get mirage. It's not water. You see mirage. Finally, you see the world. And then you're about to get drink that water. And then they smoke it. Guy, all you fans are celebrating. Whatever happens, if the season doesn't get finished, Liverpool are champions. If no, the no, season no, gets no, finished, Liverpool are champions. So me, I'm not suffering anything. I'm not a masochist. I can't. There's, there's I can't still going to be. There's still going to be an asterisk next to that yeah. champion. I'm not a masochist. Dude, bring the asterisk. I'm happy. Bring the asterisk. I'm happy. I'll, I'll wear it with pride. <laughs> I would just say that <laughs> there was no football. There was no football season in 2020. 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all we know. Alternative we'll we'll like, we'll like, we don't acknowledge. We don't we'll acknowledge this season. Daniel, what did you say? It didn't happen. It's like Pele. Remove it from Google. Remove it from Google. Okay, okay. Let's enter the second conversation now. Let's go to the second conversation. Let's start with Ola, man like Ola, since we put him on the stage. So, what are your thoughts about the Bundesliga weekend? Around one, you know, did you enjoy the game quickly? You know, then also. What do you, you know, do you enjoy the game and what can the EPL learn from this? So go ahead. Okay, I'm, I'm going to come up front. I've not watched full games since they came back. I've watched extended highlights okay. of all the games. So like today, I've not watched any full game from Bundesliga, but I've seen, I've seen a lot of reactions. So social distancing celebration. People are not happy with that. Why are they not celebrating together? Mm-hmm. But I remember um, it was even Dada that said it in a group that. Look, all that's for optics. All those all don't celebrate together. It's for optics because these players, they are going to touch each other. They, I'm sure they touch each other in training, contact mm-hmm. training. But it's just for optics. They, if the subs are wearing masks, it's all optics. It's just, okay, look, let's just pretend. It's not like, oh, not pretend, but let's just give the impression that we're doing things right. Okay? Right. So if people are complaining about that, oh, let them celebrate together. I don't have an issue with that. The bigger issue is where they say, okay, the stadium is empty and the noise, the noise level is very low. And, you know, it feels like a training session. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. And I've always felt, even you two were saying this, Ayo, uh, I think we we're chatting about it. And I've always felt that if, the, if football is going to come back and you want it to go perfectly, number one, guarantee all the players for that five or six weeks. Put them in hotel. Don't let them go back to their families. Or else you keep seeing all this stuff that happened, like with Watford yesterday. Watford. They said you know, family members got infected. So you do that first. Then, so all those players, they usually do it for World Cup training camps that they'll just go for four weeks. Sometimes they don't see their families. Put them all there, yeah? So Bundesliga, I don't think they're doing that in Bundesliga, but so far, so good. They've had two rounds of fixtures, yeah? Now, regarding the crowd noise, I've always thought, okay, football comes back at all. They should have, like, on their PA system, they'll be playing crowd noise. And already I've read articles that they're going to do that in Premier League if Premier League comes back. Mm-hmm. They'll be filtering in crowd noise that's been recorded from previous matches so that it, so that at least it generates some kind of atmosphere. Because the TV companies are looking at the product of people watching at home and not enjoying the atmosphere from watching at home. So they're saying they're going to start filtering in the crowd noise and they have a company that's already trying to sell that kind of product. So, but there's thing that is showing us that, okay, we can come back to football, but it's not perfect yet because I think Daniel was also saying it today in the group chat. Yeah, it feels like a training session. So sometimes it's, like, maybe that's one of the reasons why I've not watched any full I match haven't been I've able been, to complete. Yeah. I, I've not, because yeah. it, I don't feel it's, it's not like a real match, you know? Yeah. So I, didn't, I, 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 didn't I, complete, I prefer to watch the highlights. I, I prefer game. to watch the highlights after. So, but there's still guy is showing us the way, but primarily can learn from that. But okay, and I, I, they, they are learning from it because already Sky and BT Sport are really looking for a company that can maybe filter in crowd noise during the match so that it, at least there's still a bit of atmosphere where, when you're watching the match. And then the third point is the testing, the, this regular testing of players to see who has coronavirus or not. Now, this testing is, keep, is going to keep going on, but as long as you are letting these players go back up to their family, they're, they're still going to keep picking it, you mm-hmm. know. They, out, they might not go out themselves, but what about maybe their wife or their children, their girlfriend picks it and gives it to them. So then what happens? That's why I said football might come back to the Premier League, but I see it's being cancelled again because when the second spike of infections come, 
more players will get infected again, and then the league might just get cancelled again. So they just scrap it and just say, okay, let's call the end of this season and let's wait till there's a vaccine. Finish. <laughs> That's it. But regarding the quality of the football, Ayo, um, the football looks good. I've seen the highlights. The, the, the intensity looks good. The goals have been good, you know, style of play has been good. The players themselves want to play. Most players want to play. I know there are news articles focusing on players who are saying, oh, I don't want to play, or I have this, I have that. Those ones are very few. Like, I mean, the percentage of players that don't want to play is maybe 4 or 5% compared to 95% of the players that want to play. So the, I'm sure most of the players want to play. Some of the clubs might have agendas and prefer the league to end so they can escape relegation or things like that. But I know footballers, generally, most of them want to play. But at the moment, Bundesliga is leading the way, but there are still teaching problems, in my opinion. Okay, okay. This was a very, uh, very, very good point. Uh, Daniel, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, yeah, similar to similar to Ola. I was watching, I think it was last week, uh, I was watching the Bayern game, and the goal went in, and I didn't even realize that. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, what's going on? What did, did they just score? Like, was it offside? Because I mean, that crowd element is like, I miss you know the oohs and the ahs of the fans. Like, to be fair, like it helps the sort of like neutral feel helps referees psychologically because you know there's no constant bullying from the home fans. You know that kind of like imagine going to Anfield now to play. Like, it won't be as intense, you know, without without the fans. You know, places that are very, very hard to play, you know. Boca, Boca Juniors River Plate. Yeah, 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 those kind of, yeah, you know, those kind of games, dead. you know. I mean, going to Man City will make a difference anyway, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 they, can, they can tell us, they can train us, they're the experts in this, they're the experts in this, mm-hmm. you know, fanless, fanless football, mm-hmm. they're the experts. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, you were saying something about you know how you can notice the systems and yeah, that's good. But at the same time, I still personally feel that if that away element is not there, I mean, the only it's it's kind of like a neutral ground. So like the better teams are going to find it much easier because they don't have you know the constant like you know intimidation. You know because there are these smaller grounds that even when you go there, it's so intimidating. You know, think of. Jose Mourinho going to St. James's Park. Right. Like, never, can never win there, you know. So, on that kind of situation, like, the bigger teams are always, they always have the, the upper hand. So, yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, I want to see football back, but there's there's got to be some way to bring in. Maybe maybe it's the sound, the, the sound effects thing, but, man, I, we need that atmosphere. We really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that that is true. I think it's kind of get very towards the new normal in mm-hmm. a way. Choco, what are your thoughts? Um, it's kind of like, to be honest, like basically the same thing. Um, I think, I don't know, I, I'm not sure though about the whole artificial sound thing because the thing is that you still have to make a connection with the fact that there are people, you know. So if you're hearing noise and the stadium is still empty i don't know how that is going to play in terms of in terms of the entertainment value mm-hmm. except if except if cameras now if cameramen now only pan the pitch and make it and make it act and make it look as though they're only focusing on the football that has been played and that there's an there's a the crowd that we can't that they have not they're not panning does that make sense then i think that the whole sound the whole artificial something would work because it will now be like okay that's that's the way i see it that's maybe i'm overthinking it but sorry sorry joko um just a quick anecdote i I don't know if any of you guys saw the story last week about the korean league what they did in their own stadium just just to try to make the stadium look lively do you know what they did in korea robots right robots um, dolls (laughs) they put in (laughs) (laughs) they go find for it the club the club goes find for it because they they went to dolls all over like not all over the stadium but they put many dolls in the stands to try to create like an atmosphere and then (laughs) (laughs) dolls are not normal dolls now so they had to they had to find them you know because they were trying to improve the atmosphere I know, right? Um, and for me, it's 
it, it's just one of those things where like it's like being between the devil and deep blue sea as as they say because on one side you want football to come back and everything you know but there's so many nuances around it as well so for example the more games start the more people want to start to gather to watch games you know nobody wants to watch a game on their own all the time you know you know before temptation start coming up for people to want to go to their mate's house you know they're little they're you know they're also you know social issues that can come up with football okay. coming back um and and then that's on one side on the other side their livelihoods tied to these football clubs so to just say let's cancel the season you know tv and media houses are going to say well i'm not going to pay you for what yeah, you haven't. You haven't. Seven hundred million. Seven hundred. Exactly. Million. You have to return, return seven hundred million. Exactly. Now let's also and this is on the back of the fact that we've been talking about spending. You know, mm -hmm. which you talked about spending. So a lot of clubs are in the red. So imagine them not getting that trash of money or having to return it back. A lot of people will be in trouble. Livelihoods, as I said, you know, a lot and, of clubs what, they don't have the money to return. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You spent it already. Yeah, they spent exactly. It already. You just want to talk. <laughs> you know, and and the food. Football collect, the football has been fine, but you see, when you go, there's more to the football. The club. Fine. They are just like the clubs. They also spend their money. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but it, it, what I'm saying there, Buchi, is that mm -hmm. in terms of economic, in in terms of like levels. Mm. The footballers are better off. They will survive right. there. Of survive course, there. they will survive. You know, I'm talking about the store, the person yeah. that you, when you walk into okay. the store, mm -hmm. the club store to buy stuff, that person Grand is probably on minimum wage. Yeah. You know, how are they going to, yeah, how, how are they going to keep up if all of that? So it's just one of those things where, you know, we, we're just, we're sitting ducks, really. I don't know, like someone said, you know, the, I think the best way out will be if, we, if there's a vaccine, really. That's that's the only and yeah, that's, that's the only out of, and that's out of our hands. And according to epidemiologists, it we're looking at two years at least, or at best one year to get it. And and, and we've only we've only just been in like three months. So I don't. That's why I said I, I don't know if you, uh, yeah. a few weeks ago I, I I put a comment on the Facebook group, uh, the Facebook group where I said I don't see football coming back until late next year. That's I think that's the. For uh, the way we know it, correct. I don't. I, I. I. could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we tomorrow wake up and we find a cure and then we we're on it. But I don't. I don't see us enjoying getting back to that. You know, enjoying the games as it was. Yeah. You know, until at least a year from now. Let me jump in uh, real quick. Sorry, I know. Where well, hold your thoughts? Yeah. I didn't do this beginning. I, I should have done this. We'll take it. We're going to take a break for a quick admin. Uh, if you're watching this and you're liking our content, please, the full video will be on YouTube at Footy Fantasy, F-O-O-T-I-E, Fantasy. Uh, the, if you like audio podcasts, you can find us anywhere. You get your podcast, teacher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. It's called the, the Footy Fantasy. Footy Fantasy is one word, F-O-O-T-I-E, Fantasy Podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook, Extraordinary Footy Fans. You can find us on Twitter, Footy AD Fantasy. All the be at the end of the video, and we'll try to pin it at the beginning of the video also. So, so I think I I caught somebody off. Was it Daniel? Somebody was about to talk. No, was, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was going to say that um because uh, uh Choco said um we've been here for three months and I was like damn it feels <laughs> so much longer. <laughs> it does. It feels like a lifetime, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Me, so much longer. <laughs> You know, it feels like I, a lifetime. But you say your thoughts. I I saw the games uh, last week. It was fun. It was really good. Something new. I wasn't bothered about quality. You know, just grateful to see. I just wanted to see football, man. And uh, the things you're talking about. That was what no. I said. Noticing by um, Sunday on Saturday when I watched Dortmund game. It was sweet, you know, the goals, everything. Yeah, because it was a high-scoring game. Yeah, it was a high. It was just nice. And then on <laughs> Sunday, ah, you know, first of all, by the time I got to Sunday, I was like, yeah, rinse, repeat. German league is about to resume as usual. 
because there were no offsets or whatever. And uh, yeah, of course, it was Bayern. Right, okay. <laughs> so yeah, Bayern played the good football, the normal football. I must say it was really exciting. At that point, that's why I said noticing what you guys were saying. And then, of course, there were some things that were happening that were funny, like, yeah, these guys train together, they stand next to each other in a corner mm-hmm. with the gang. Okay, whatever. Uh, but this morning, uh, last night, some guys uh, I played soccer with, they were sending messages like, oh, they're going to play this morning at 8.30 a.m., which is the time when the games are going on. Actually, the games start at 8.30 a.m. Yeah. So, first thing I did, I woke up, took a shower, got dressed, started heading to the park to play soccer. It was like, I really wanted to watch the game. I was thinking about the game, but I miss getting out of my house. Like, that's why when you guys say it feels like two months, I was like, yeah, it feels like, like, like two or three years. Yeah. We went to the park at 8.30. Normally, um, you know, when it gets a bit hotter, we want to get out of there. I'm telling you, we stopped playing, we were tired, and we were talking, 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 talking. I got home at one. Wow. The only stop I made on my way back was I stopped at the grocery store. I got home at one. We were just, you know, everybody was glad to be out. We were glad to be out. My team president has been stopping us from going back to training. And so that was really, really, you know, people thought, he wasn't there, so we were just talking, you know, cussing him out because they felt like he us train. But that was the whole vibe. Um, I think everybody has already said what, um, there was to stay. That's the only thing I noticed is uh, I, I'm going to say regarding coming back, not coming back. There are no answers, man. There are no answers. We can... We, 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 this is something we're going to find out where everybody was right and wrong maybe a year, two years, three years because mm-hmm. we don't know. This whole idea of like, okay, like... Um, some people are opening up and some people don't want to go back to work and people are trying to call them cowards and I'm going, no, no, nah, you don't have a right to even call somebody a coward. No, and, yeah. back no. and, no. and you also don't have a right for to tell somebody that they're being insensitive or saying, no, I'm tired of sitting down at home. I'm, you know, I'm getting hungry. I need to get out and eat because these, uh, basic human needs. It's not a case of this guy, like the people that are protesting to go to the barber shop. And the barbers are protesting, I understand why. They need to make a living. People protesting to go to the barber shop, that's a different case. But people protesting that they want to go back to work, people trying to be like, whatever. Because at a point, like I was thinking about it, some old folks now who you're sitting down telling them, oh, you nobody can visit them. They're going to go, look, I would rather get COVID than die of loneliness. Because it's, <laughs> that's the whole thing. And it's getting to that. So, I don't know how we're going to solve the economy issues. A lot of things are going to change. Some jobs are gone. Ten, yeah, ten percent. Yeah, ten of in in America is more than ten percent, but worldwide, at least ten percent of the workforce works in hotels and restaurants. That's it. One in ten people are they might not be able to get back. Industry, whatever. We we were talking about oh, um, people need. Um, People need, what do you call it? Um, people, people need to play soccer because the industry has to keep moving. What? Okay, let me ask you guys a question. What happens to the stadiums? Good example, um, sports just built a stadium. There's an American football team, an NFL team here, Rams. They're just moving to Las Vegas. The reason why they're moving to Las Vegas is that they're launching one massive stadium. Raiders, Raiders, Oakland Raiders, uh, not Rams. Uh? Raiders, the Raiders, Oakland Raiders, not the Rams. Um, yeah, the Raiders are moving. Then the other team too is moving. There's another team moving. Chargers, yeah. not Rams. Chargers and the Chargers also moving to Las Vegas. Um, what Golden State Warriors? They just built a new stadium. They just built a new stadium. Now, yeah. so what's the point? Because at the end of the day, we don't need fans. We might as well just put a flat track instead of spending 200, 300 million on pitches because that's what it is. Like we spend one billion on stadiums that are empty. That's, you know, so I don't know. Who will find out in five years' time? Because that's how I feel. That's how bad this thing is. That we're just talking about. We don't know if there's going to be a second wave. We don't know if there's going to be a third wave. We don't know if it'll keep coming back like the flu every year. We don't know what life is going to be. So we can keep praying and see, thank God we're alive. Let's enjoy what we have for now and hopefully.
Okay, uh, I'll just pick it back up with you and say my own thoughts quickly so that we can wrap up. Uh, I think I'll use uh, Jamon Green's, <laughs> Jamon Green's term when he says everybody eats. That's the term I'm going to use. And he says everybody eats, meaning everybody scores, everybody should share, share the basketball, all of that. Um, I, I agree in the sense, I don't think there are any wrong right answers. The economy <laughs> has to open up, uh, football has to open up, sticking with football. I don't think there are any right or wrong answers, in my opinion. I enjoyed it from the policy standpoint. I enjoy it. I see myself, as I grow older, I see myself I'm a kind of a football nerd too. When I watch it, I'm enjoying it, especially Dortmund. Dortmund, you know, yeah. most of you know, I'm, become a recent, yeah, yeah, I'm a fan yeah. of Dortmund now. Yeah. Uh, they are, they are, their organization, how they are run, these, you know, the fact that they are, they are a real are social organization. Are you a fan of Dortmund or are you a fan of Sancho? I'm a fan of Dortmund, actually. Yes, Sancho fan of you, you won't yeah. leave? No, 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 no. I'm Their organization, their history, you know, and how they like to do things. So, why does everybody outside Germany, everybody who's not a Bayern fan outside Germany, why, why are you all Dortmund fans? Like, everybody always wants that, Dortmund to win the league. <laughs> I, th I, think, I think it's because everyone loves the underdog, on the isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they come out as underdog. Even though they are not really underdog, to be fair, they won. Yeah, so many real yeah. yeah, correct. So I enjoy watching them. I watch them today during their game. They look like I was talking to one of my friends who we all know, Yemi. And they look like a full a team full of just attackers, you know, like almost seven attackers everywhere. Team is so creative, so expressive. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. I watched a little bit of Bayern. I watched highlights of Leipzig because you know some of you know I like the managers and Agus man. So yeah, I'm enjoying it because for me, without the noise of fans, I'm able to watch. Unconsciously, I'm noticing that I'm paying more attention to like the patterns of play, all of that. Now, uh, I think they've also they are different from EPL in the sense that you know they did a lot of early testing, test, test, trace, test, test, trace. Right. Gen that helped them better. a lot. That mm -hmm. helped them a whole lot uh, in comparison to EPL. You guys have brought up the points I'm going to say about like the crowd atmosphere that the EPL can learn from. I also think the England also can also learn from trying what you know some of us have talked about is putting this group you know, separately, because I do not think the English footballers are going to apply the same level of discipline that the Germans are doing, that we've done. I think from the first round, just because of how England is as a society, from the first mm -hmm. round, there'll be a lot more cases of infections, just because of the fact that just, that, that society is less disciplined like the German society. So I think they have to think of that and take them yeah. to account. I think they're they have the, to do that. They're the fathers they of American society. Yeah, they have to, the English uh, Premier League have to think of absolutely taking them to account, at least for the EPL. If they want this to succeed, if they do not do that, yeah. just like what Ola says, I think it's going to happen. There will be a second wave, and to be so much, they will just have to truncate the league. There are them. stubborn players in that EPL. Yeah, a lot of stubborn players. Stubborn players, <laughs> Sedge, stubborn people. Sedge Aurier, Sedge Aurier has broken quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody caught coronavirus. Got the first person to catch the COVID 19 first as a yeah. player. Yeah. Broke not quarantine. And not only broke it, now got the police himself caught. in trouble. Ah, like, yeah. Who's that? Like, <laughs> Who was that? Hunter Nodoy. Hunter was the first of COVID 19. These guys. No, no, no. So that this that was talking about there's one uh, popular agenda I want to end with because I, I, it's an agenda slash of what I told Dana that it's not it's not a popular opinion, it's kind of maybe it's debatable. I honestly think I I like him so much as a player, but that man has been riding on his last good performances was from the World Cup, and that's Ngolo Kante. Ngolo Kante has done mm. sort of for the last two years and riding Enjoy. on the PR. Uh, even before injuries, the season after they won with Conte, that policy he did sort of in that season. But that guy has been writing on PR of the nice guy, which is a nice guy, hardworking, quiet guy, and nobody, he gets no criticism, which I'm happy for as a black person. I like it. I feel like a lot of black players get criticism, but I just want to leave that out there. I think just because of the PR of the guy, he has been average since, since that woke up, and everybody has been doing his past since, the, since then. I've been giving my man. But it's my man. I like him, but it's just very interesting. I, I, I I've been thinking of it. I don't think the average football, the average person thinks of him as what he really is. 
people think of him as a defensive midfielder. He's not a defensive midfielder. He's, he's not, a yeah. box midfielder. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's been praised for being what he's not. He's a guy right. that should be... In the whole scheme of things, basically, he's more of a Roy Keane than a Zabi Alonso. He's more yeah, of a yeah. working than a Makalele. He's not a Makalele. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He definitely is. He definitely is a Makalele. Definitely is a Makalele. He can destroy, but that guy, because when I've really seen him, the weird thing about it was Sari. Sari had great ideas for that guy. Where it was that's where? Look, fans are dumb. <laughs> fans are dumb. They don't know anything. Not all because fans. Eh? Not all fans. I'm generalizing here because mm. I'm a fan too. I'm not trying to say I'm dumb. Pond- pundits are dumb. <laughs> That's my opinion. Most, most pundits are dumb. They're dumb. Pundits are are fans. Don't forget. Don't forget. It's a job of a pundit to to <laughs> co- to to cause com- controversy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, yeah like, So a lot of times like, they're just they're just acting the script. Exactly. That's right. the Fatuma villain because that whole Pogba uh, Sunes thing is, I believe, it's yeah. Sunes Pogba is just like the, you know, come on, studio man, ridiculous. The studio. Now what I'm saying that was Sari unlocked uh, this guy in a role that was better for him. Kante. Uh, Kante. He was going to play Georgino, and guess what happened? The first, uh, that's, that's that's like, there was an uproar. Was being my guy into this again. We can put that in another podcast. <laughs> Everything now. Guess what's happening right now? Pogba. Um, what's his name? You see, you uh, yeah, my you see. <laughs> <laughs> was it me? It wasn't me. <laughs> Lampard, what's Lampard doing now? Jorginho is playing the first team. Sitting midfielder. Yeah. Kante is playing. Box, box. The same box, exact thing. I, 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 I brought this up. I brought this up. I brought this up just again. Lampard is doing the same exact thing that Sai was doing. The same exact thing. Just younger players now. Yeah. And they can run more. That's it. Yeah. Same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, All this right. was uh, this was fun. This Before was fun. we wrap you... up, Olu, I have to bring this Ola is not here. I've not trolled him directly. You know he's my guy. Ola, please, you should stop playing bribe. We know Liverpool have penetrated the FA so much that the chama everything, everything is Henderson. Henderson this Henderson is a nice guy to the point that Henderson is now winning. Play, play of the season. Play of the season. Why is not the best player in Liverpool? In his own Liverpool. Why are you vexing now? Stop. Why no, you no, no, like? It's BBC now. It's BBC that they voted and they voted for your player too, Fernandez. I'm waiting for his name. They put him in the team of the year and he played five only games. nine games. Five, five, ridiculous. ridiculous. Fernandez can be in the team of the year. Then Anderson can be player of the year. Why not? Dude, is he even player of your team? To be serious, to be serious, Anderson has. Yeah, that's a good. That's something. That's why when when people say stats don't tell you everything, it's true. Stats don't tell you everything. That's right. some things. Like I saw somebody put in a picture of and Anderson and Scott McTominay, and their stats are similar. No, no, McTominay no, 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 no. tackles, interceptions. Mm. The thing is, Anderson. He covers for like when Trent goes forward. Anderson is one covering all that side. Side, yeah. That yeah. won't tell you that. Stats yeah. will show all those no. that kind of importance for you. No, he's hardworking. There's no doubt. He, the recovery, proper hardworking. Anyway, he, you, you can't be in the club. You can't be in the club scene without being hardworking. You can't be a slouch in, no, in the club. Forget yeah. the hard work. Forget the hard work. There's this. No, no, thing it, we do. It's not just hard work. Yeah, the, has, simple things, the simple things. that a lot of players struggle with. Henderson does it. You know, I, I know I'm missing him, but he's actually the best midfielder in the club because he does mm. the recovery, the keeping the ball flowing thing. He does it like the only yeah. other person I see that does it as good as him might be a little bit better because he's a natural defensive midfielder more than Henderson is Fabinho. But yeah. that guy, when he's in the team, he makes the midfield tick. But that being said, the best player in Liverpool and the PFA the player of the year it's we all know. Manage, they should not start Roma African brother again. 